Hello and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. This is a podcast dedicated to real life stories told by ordinary people. And you know what they did? They discovered their passion and then they learned they could make a very good living, a great living actually, using the talents and skills that they came into this world with. I'm Patricia Noldrain. I'm your host for this podcast. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. I'm Patricia Noel Drain. I'm your host for this call and this episode. But guess what? I'm also my own guest this time. And the reason I am is because I've had so many of you say, you know, Patricia, you're interviewing all these people and you're helping us see where their passion lies and how they got to it and so on. But you never told us about you. And I thought, well, that is funny. I thought I did. I thought I really have along the way shared so much. But I'm, I'm going to tell you the true story behind how I stepped into my passion. And quite honestly, I had so many clues all along the way. But as I've said to you before, I created a business, and I'm very not proud of this, that I disliked a lot. And I was the manager of all these people and all their livelihoods, and I just, I was just beside myself. So, what happened? I sold that. Remember, I think I told you, I not only sold one, but then I built another one just like it. Uh-huh. Then I sold that. Then I built another one just like it. Well, that's the part I'm not happy about. But when I stepped away finally and I thought, okay, I'm not doing it that way anymore. I don't want to go into an office situation, put on my suit and, and do it the way I've been doing it. Well, what now? What am I going to do now? Because, you know, I'm still young at that time. And so I decided, well, you know, one thing I love doing is empowering women. And I, I know one thing I do know for sure. I know how to help people grow a business. I do know how to do that. And I discovered over the years of working with people that, I well, I didn't call myself a business mentor because I owned this executive recruiting firm. But I just watched now and looked back on what did I really like about it because I disliked a lot. But what I really liked was the motivating people and getting the salesperson to feel good about themselves. And and then they'd create more sales. You know, it was just fun doing that. So as I stepped out on my own now, no staff, no, no office <laughs> to go to, I'm like, well, I guess I'll call myself a business mentor and I'll go to NABO, the National Association of Women Business Owners, luncheon, and I'll have a flyer and I'll just hand it out that I'm doing this now. Okay. But did I know how to price? No. Did I know how to do any of it? No, I did not. But I did know that I could help a person grow a business. So I handed out the flyers at Novo. Now, they did know me already. I had been the president of Novo a couple of years before. And so people knew me. It wasn't like I was just cold coming into something. But what I wasn't prepared for is having over 20 credit cards given to me saying, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's when I knew I wasn't charging enough. Uh, you kind of get the picture all of a sudden when everybody is rushing saying, like, yeah, I, I'd love to work with you one-on-one. And that's when I was doing a lot of one-on-ones. I'm very, very choosy now when I do a one-on-one because it takes up a lot of time. And I can reach so many more doing a podcast like this. But as I went around saying, yeah, I can help a business, I was not prepared for a dog business. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for a boutique business. 
nor a hair business, but that's some of the people that I got. So I wanted to tell you those stories because I want to give you three rules that I think you can use to grow any business. So here's my dog story. And by the way, this is all, I don't go to her dog business. She lived in Portland and I just was doing everything via phone at that time. But her dog business was doing okay, but it just wasn't making the money that she wanted. And she said, I really need to make money now with this dog business or otherwise I don't want to close it, but I don't know what else to do. So I looked at the business, talked to her a lot, asked a ton of questions to find out exactly where she was coming from, what kind of money problems she really was having. But I said to her, do you know, I know what we could do to really have an influx right away of money and a lot of clients, but are you ready? Do you have enough dog groomers and so on? And she said, oh yeah, I can hire them in a moment's notice. I Okay, good. So what I told her to do is have a, I'm going to teach you how to groom your dog workshop. And she said, well, why would I give away my information? Then they'll groom their own dog and they'll shampoo their own dog and I'll be out of business completely. And I said, no, you won't. I'm just telling you, the workshop will absolutely, and I, I you, you can charge for it or you can have it be free. And she said, oh, I would not ever do that for free. I'll charge for it. I'll just charge a minimal. And I said to her, and then whatever that is, minimal, let's say $45, that's what she charged. Then you're going to deduct that from their next grooming. And she's like, really? Uh-huh, that's what you're going to do. And I don't care if you raise your grooming prices to make up for the 45, whatever you want to do is fine. But this is going to bring in a, a lot more clients. So she has the first workshop and she had 12 people at that workshop. So she made some money doing that. But what was wonderful is 11 of them became her client because see, we don't want to groom our dogs. We don't, we can look at it and say, oh, that's cool how she brushes him. That's wonderful how she shampoos her. Uh -uh. <laughs> None of us want to do that. So she got all these clients. She started doing a monthly workshop. She doesn't have to worry about money. In fact, she sold the dog business for a lot more than she ever thought she could ever sell it for. But here is my rule. Make sure you look at your business, what you're doing to make money right now. That's a business through the eyes of another. And I say that because she just didn't see any of this that I was talking about. And yet it was so clear to me the things that she could do, and she continued to do, by the way, many, many different things. I just wanted to tell you that very first one that she did. But you really need to maybe hire a mentor like myself. And let's say you can't afford a mentor. That's fine. You can listen to podcasts for sure. But you can also ask people. Just ask different people things, you know, so that you can get to know what they want. Now, let's just say Mr. 12, you know, the, I told you 11 signed up and Mr. 12 decided to shampoo his own dog. Well, you might want to ask him, how's he doing? Follow up with him. Is everything okay? Do you, do you want to come back now? I'll still take care of the $45. You know, it's the follow-up also as you're looking at your business through the eyes of others. And you might even want to ask a child. When I really get stuck, and I really do mean this, it's a true story, I ask children, what would you do if, and then I fill in the blank, and you can't believe the things they come up with because they have very clear minds. They're, they're not worried about anything 
how something looks or how something sounds. Okay, that's the first story. Second story is my boutique girl. I know nothing about boutiques. I know how to go buy a shirt. I know how to go buy a dress, but I don't know about boutiques. She flew me there to have me look at it, and I stayed for three days really doing an assessment on it. And once again, it was so clear to me when I walked in the shop. It was beautiful. Music was playing. It was a very restful, relaxing kind of place. And I looked at the counter, and I, I said, well, this is nice. And she just had a beautiful desk. And on the desk was a plant, and then she had a candle. And she just loved keeping a really, really clean desk. And I said, well, here's my suggestion. I would put a mannequin Every single week, I'd change the mannequin, the, the look of the week, and add scarves and all these accessories to this and the shoes and everything. Make it really wonderful. And, and just keep that going. Have a consistent look of the week. And on your desk, I would say, I'd like to see you with, without making it messy, because I don't like messy either, but I'd like to see you have maybe a head with glasses and a scarf on and maybe a chain, you know, something that you're selling here in the store. Maybe just have that there each time, and you change that all the time. She doubled and tripled her business within the first three times the mannequin went up. She tripled the business. She said, I, I still can't even believe it. It was such an easy thing for me to do. And the cool thing about that is that was her creativity coming to life. She didn't necessarily like going around helping the customer as much as doing the creative mannequin each time. Yay. So here's my rule about that. Remember, it's not about you. Boy, did that one take me a long time. Because when you're coaching somebody, you really do think it's about you and what falls out of your mouth and how. No, no, no. It's about them. How do I get them a result? That's what it's about. So first rule, look at your business through new eyes. Second, it's not about you. It's about the results you get for somebody. And then the last one, the last story is a hairstylist. Now, actually, she wasn't even a client of mine. She was my hairstylist. And I went to her for years. And all of a sudden, I said to her one day, because she was complaining about her legs or something, and I said, what are you going to do when you can't do this anymore? I know you love doing it, but I, what are you going to do? And she said, well, that, that was a blow to me and my ego. And I said, I didn't mean to to make it that. And she said, no, I mean, it was a real blow because I, I don't know what I would do if I couldn't do hair. I've been doing it for 30 some years. So next time I go to her, I, I had been thinking about her and I see, here we go. We have to ask the right kind of questions. I said to her, didn't you tell me that you loved horses? And she said, yeah, that's why I have to work. I have to feed my horse. And I said, oh, hmm, okay. And I go away and I come back the next time. And I said, you know, that horse thing, I was just reading an article about it because we're in Scottsdale at the time and they have these big horse shows. And they were talking about the beauty of the horse and the mane of the horse and the tail. And they had pearls in the mane and they had diamonds, well, not diamonds, but, you know, sparkly things in the tail and, and so on. And I said, wouldn't that be something you could do? Because you don't have to, like, be standing, and, and I think you'd be able to charge a lot more. Well, not only did she charge a lot more, she made 25000 a head, every single animal that she did. And she said it. she just got all the finer things to put in their manes and in their tails and, 
She just had a ball doing it. She sat down while she did it. So the legs weren't hurting anymore. And here's the thing I want to share with you. This is the third rule. You have to ask yourself probing questions. Do you know that my passion is doing that? I didn't know. I didn't even know my gift was that. I know how to ask probing questions to get somebody to have clarity around themselves or what they're doing or what they're supposed to be doing or what should they be when they grow up. I call it the QLS theory. Q is for I know how to ask the questions. L is I'm a very, very good listener. And the S is strategizing. Because I don't tell people what to do. I strategize with them, asking, does that feel good? Does this feel right for you? Does this make you happy? That's really the most important thing. Well, I really hope today's lesson had value, especially since I didn't even know that my passion was, you know, really empowering people, but to be out on their own. I don't want them tied to me. I don't want them signing up for two years and three years and five years. That started happening. And that just, you just know that they're now not being self-reliant. They're now relying on you. They'd, they'd call, you know, for nothing and just start running something past me. Well, that's not what I'm trying to do with people. I'm trying to coach them and mentor them so that they can fly. And that's what 99% of white people do. I just don't take the 1% back anymore. So I hope those three rules had value. I'm going to repeat them. Look at your business through new eyes even the eyes of a child. Number two, remember, it's not about you. It's about the results you can get for the other person. And number three, learn to ask yourself probing questions, even if you have to write them down. That's what I do when I do self-coaching. And then I write the answer down, and then I write the question, and I write the answer. And I call it self-coaching, and it helps me a lot because I sometimes I can't find the people that really understand the art of asking a question. Last thing I'm going to say to you is I'd like to invite you. It's only going to be for as long as I can do it because it's one of my things that I love to do. And that's called I Can See Clearly Now, my sessions. They're usually 15 to 20 minutes long. And I really get people to see very clearly what it is they want in life. Isn't that great? I didn't know once again, that's my gift. I know how to question. I know how to listen. I know how to strategize. And that's what we do on that call. It's a formula that I created years ago, and I'm very proud of it. So until I can't do those anymore, I'm inviting you, the listener, to possibly email me. All you do, patricia at patriciadrain, D-R-A-I-N.com, and say, I'm ready for a session. That's all you have to do. And I'll get you on my calendar. So until we meet again, everybody, that's how I found my passion. And I'm still living my passion, by the way. Love a home-based office. And I wish for you to have your passion meet profit. Until we meet again, everybody, it's Patricia Noel Gray. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for your time. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating and reviewing. It really helps us. And it helps us to know that you're there listening to it, that it's helpful to you. If you want more, you want to go beyond this podcast, guess what? We have a Facebook community just waiting for you to join. It's called When Passion Meets Profit. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain.